Welcome. Welcome to Maple Leafs Podcast, episode number 29. I am your host, Eli Justin. Thanks for tuning in. As always, and I know this is a sad one, and it's a sad one because it's our last podcast of the Maple Leaf season. Unfortunately, of course, as everyone knows, the Leafs drop 5-1 to one against the Boston Bruins on Tuesday, April the 23rd, and the Leafs season is over. It's just as frustrating for me as it is to you, and we'll get to that in just a second. But as first, we want to thank the best guys in the ticketing industry, and that is SeatGiant.ca. It's S-E-A-T-G-I-A-N-T dot C-A. Guys, all of their tickets are not only in Canadian funds, but they're Canadian-owned, Canadian-operated, and all of SeatGiant.ca's tickets are in Canadian funds. They've changed the ticketing game here in Canada. People love them. They use them. The feedback we get from SeatGiant.ca is through the roof. And if you check out any of these other resale sites, 99.9% of them, pretty much all of them other than SeatGiant.ca, are in U.S. funds for Canadian events. Their customer service sucks. Their pricing sucks. Their tickets sucks. And what a lot of people don't understand is not only are you paying an exchange fee, by paying in U.S. funds, but then you also get hit with a bank fee after that for paying in U.S. funds. So make sure you head over to SeatGiant.ca. Even though the Leaf season's over, you can still use discount code LEAFS at checkout, and you'll save some money. Again, SeatGiant.ca. Go through the checkout. Fill in all your information. At the bottom, there's a blue link that says have a discount code. Click here. Click that button and type in discount code LEAFS, L-E-A-F-S. At checkout, click that apply button and your discount code will show up and you'll get to save some money on any tickets. And that's, you know, if you want to go see some Blue Jays baseball over the summer, you want to go see any concert in North America, you can pay in Canadian funds, even in the U.S., on SeatGiant.ca. So SeatGiant.ca, thank you for everything you do. And Eli Justin here, again, I, I, I stand behind any Canadian company that has ratings and reviews like you guys do. Thank you, SeatGiant.ca. You guys are awesome. We love you. So do our listeners. Check them out if you need any tickets, SeatGiant.ca. So guys, I mean, listen, let, 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 let's let sum this up and let's sum this up quick. This was a frustrating, frustrating, frustrating result. And I preference result for a very, very important reason. Because if you look at this series in 2019 versus the way the Leafs played Boston in the series in 2018, these are two extremely different teams, extremely different games, extremely different outcomes. It's just that final game seven, that's the same result. And that's what us, the fans, are getting stuck on. Now, let's break down. I'm, I'm going to talk about six extremely important things you know, that I've recognized through the playoffs I've recognized through the Toronto Maple Leafs organization some things to work on, some things concerning, but I'm just going to throw them out there and I'll let you, the fan, judge what you think is right and what you think is true. Um, But here's what I see. Number one, Mike Babcock in his last five playoff series was up, either up a game, up two games, whatever, and has lost. You know, that's a very, very interesting stat as this team starts building out and has start going throughout the playoffs. Now, I'm not, I want to make it very clear. On episode 29 right now of Maple Leafs Podcast, I'm not sitting here and pointing fingers like any armchair or Monday morning quarterback like 90% of you. I'm not sitting here and saying, hey, the reason we lost the the series was because Nylander sucks or or, or, Tavares sucks. Tavares had 47 goals and people are saying he sucks. 
So I don't know what game you're watching, some of you fans. And, and this is, I hope, a, a smaller portion. And, and the diehards, I think you're listening to this and you're saying, thank you, Eli. Like, I completely agree with the fact that just some of these fans are just obnoxious. And the second you lose Game 7, everybody's finger-pointing on whose fault it was. But here's some things that are actually true that you can dig into. Take it for a grain of salt. Take it for whatever you want. But Babcock was up in the last five play- playoff series. This is going back to his Detroit days. You know, if you take his last five playoffs that he was in and has lost. So, you know, you can tie that into my second concern, which is, hey, does Mike Babcock actually know how to adapt when it's playoff time? When the big game's on the line, does he know which line to put out there? I know people are getting frustrated. Oh, Marlowe was out, you know, out on the ice just four minutes less than, 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 than Matthews. And how can your best player only be up you know, four minutes more than a guy who's older and isn't skating as well? And blah, 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 blah. But I'm just talking about bullet point concerns. You know, I think these are valid concerns that he's been up in the series and can't close it out. Which has to tie into the fact that he either can't adapt... Or he can't get his players rallied around the fact that now is the time. And if you finger point on this series, you have to look at Game 6 as being the opportunity to say, now is our shot. Game 6, at home, we have the stranglehold. We know they're going to come out aggressive. We know they're not just going to lay down and and lose and die. We know they're going to fight for this. But that's your shot. And to be honest, I think they actually played a pretty damn good game in game six, especially the third period. You know, this was a one-goal game for a reason, and they made a huge push. And I, I have to say this, and it kills me to say it because I can't stand the guy, but Tuka Rask was absolutely phenomenal. And the guy showed up to play playoff hockey, but that was our stranglehold because I think if 99% of you out there listening to this, let's be honest, guys, they go back to Boston game seven, I have to say more than 51% of us knew the outcome before that game started, right? Now, now this goes back even further. So, so my second concern of, of, of not being able to adapt, I think even, you know, corresponds into what Dubois did, right? And, and, and let's think of one move that he made that could be crucial to this, this, this final result as well. Getting rid of McElhaney. You know, could, if he was our backup goalie, could that have got us six or seven more points for us to have home ice advantage? And I'm going to leave that thought with you fans, right? But that, that's crucial because if you think about us getting home ice advantage and us getting that stranglehold game, not in game six, but in game seven, this could have really changed. And this is the one year when you look at the teams that have been eliminated right now. I mean, this path looks a lot like 93 Leafs. I mean, for those of you that are fans a little bit longer. Or been around a little longer. Why don't I say that? But this pat, this could have been the year. And it's a real shame. And I get it. And that result is frustrating. But just please, Leaf fans, don't point your finger and say a guy like Tavares is the problem. Please don't say that. Please. Because to me, you're just a bandwagon jumper who watched the playoffs and didn't watch anything that man did to get us in the position they got us. And even in the playoffs, the guy scored even on Tuesday, April 23rd in Game 7. So just please be educated before you start pointing fingers and saying the world sucks. Because we are better than that, and we proved it. But there are some crucial mistakes and some concerns. Let's get to, let's get to my, uh, my third concern. Jake Gardner's play. And, 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 and for a lot of fans, Nylander's play. 
you know, pointing fingers at the two of them. And I know Jake made some awful mistakes, and he sure did. You know, like, let's let's call a spade a spade here. Some of those giveaways, especially the one behind the net, was pathetic. You do not do that in the playoffs. I mean, you don't do that in the NHL. You don't even do that in semi-pro. That is a high school hockey move. But what it told me is this guy just doesn't have the confidence, which I don't know if that ties back to Mike Babcock and the you know the Leafs management adapting to play and realizing who needs to be on the ice in crucial moments, whether it's a confidence factor, whether it's a skill factor. So I'm not sure if those things tie in, and I'll leave that to you to decide. But I think you know the one thing we did see is when he was out, how much we missed the guy, which was an, also an interesting thing. So I'll let you I'll let you sort of simmer on Jake Gardner. I think overall. I don't see him being a Maple Leaf next year. Um, I'm curious to know what you, the fans, think. And maybe we'll throw it up on social media to get your guys' opinions on it. I, I, I don't see him being a, a Maple Leaf in, in, in 2019, 2020. And I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, what other moves we're going to make because I think a few others are coming. In terms of Nylander, you know, I'm sort of on the bubble with this because, yes, we could have expected more from the guy for your six and a half, seven, whatever. You know, you want to talk about contracts and how much he's making. Sure, sure, sure. But... Did we cripple him with this? And maybe he crippled himself, and I'm going to call it a mutual cripple for the sake of this. But him not starting with the Leafs in training camp, I just felt this guy could never get going this year. And I don't know if it was him. I don't know if it was us. I don't know if it was a combination of the two. But I am really excited to see him and I'm, I'm very confident he is coming back as a Maple Leaf in 2019-2020. And I'm very confident to see him work out with the team, go to training camp with the team, play as a team, learn his linemates as a team. I just felt he just came in at the, bat, at the wrong time. He couldn't get the legs underneath him. He couldn't get the stamina. Like, like it just, I just felt like the guy got the short end of the stick. And I don't know if it was him or us, but that was my concern. I think you're going to see a much better Nylander uh, next year. And I hope you, the fans, stand behind him because this kid is really, really good. And he could make a big impact on any organization in the NHL. I hope he stays with us. Nylander, I'm with you, buddy. I think you are a hell of a player and I'm looking forward to seeing it next year. I hope you, the fans, are as well. Another concern, concern number four, out of the eight remaining playoff teams, not one of them has any player making $10 million a year or more. Not one of them. Now, when you look in the Maple Leaf situation, that's clearly not the case. And, and you know, that's going to start factoring in also what we do in the offseason. I think one of our major priorities has to be to sign Mitch Marner, right? But now we're probably potentially talking about two, three guys in the 10 plus million range. You know, what does that do for the rest of the team? What does that do for the rest of the roster? Is that the right formula for success when you start seeing other teams sticking around the three to six range and just building a solid core front to back? So my concern is, you know, with these big contracts, they're great. And hell yeah, we need Mitch Marner. There, there's no doubt about that. I'm not once for suggesting we shouldn't. We shouldn't sign him and pay the man. But we also got to be careful too because I don't want all these big guns up top and all of a sudden we're getting guys 600, 700 entry-level co- you know, contracts to put them in the back line to protect Freddie. So I'm curious to see where this thing's going to go, but I think it's very, very interesting. And I'm just wondering, the only reason why I'm pointing this out, fans, is is this the new realm of the NHL? Is this where the NHL's headed? You know, to just a solid core front to back, not necessarily your 50-goal all-star, but, you know, just productive 25-goal guys, and you build this solid core team, great goaltending, amazing defense, and you just grind out 2-1-3-2, you know, playoff victories. I'm curious to see if the NHL's headed there. If it is, we are going to have a problem down the line. 
So that's my concern number four. You know, call it's not really a concern, more of a comment, but number five, Freddie Anderson, kudos. Round of applause to you, sir. When you think of a playoff hockey and you think of any deep Toronto Maple Leaf run, you think automatically goaltending. You think of Felix Potvin. You think of, you know, Curtis Joseph. You think of solid goaltenders that stood on their head to help their team win. Now, Game 7 doesn't friggin' even come close to, to my comment or statement, but Freddie Anderson, you kept us in Game 1-6, to six, and a round of applause for you, sir. You were absolutely phenomenal. And as this team builds out, and as we make deeper run into the playoffs, you know, knock on wood for, for not only all the fans, myself included, but you were one hell of a goaltender. You stood on your head. You made big saves, even in Game 7. I'm sorry. You know, the final was 5-1. It was a 3-1 game. They got two garbage empty netters, right? But, he, I mean, that should have been a 7-8-1 game. He stood on his head. And I know he let in a couple cheap goals and people finger point, oh, Freddie's the problem. No, he's not. That man played phenomenal, especially considering the defense he had in front of him. So statement number five, we're not going to call this one a concern, but we're going to say, Freddie Anderson, congratulations on a fantastic playoffs. All of Leafs Nation should be giving you an applaud because you, sir, deserve it. And number six, you know, all in all, and this is sort of my my, my last concern before we get to some of your comments because we did ask you guys what you thought about it, but, you know, step back for the organization. You know, Maple Leafs hockey, we, we, we needed a deep run, and it wasn't even a matter of Tampa losing or winning or any of these guys coming in or out of the playoffs, but this was our year to at least get to the second or third round. We have the team on paper. Anderson was playing phenomenal goaltending, and it is a step back. Let's call it what it is. You can finger point and say the reason is this player or that player, but the truth is it's a step back for the organization. The offseason is going to become incredibly important, and we'll keep you guys updated. You know, we'll do a podcast maybe once a month or once every couple months, just keeping you know, any transactions or anything that's going on throughout the offseason. But this is going to be a very, very important offseason. And, and this was a step back. There's no no ands, ifs, or buts about it. A step back for the organization, a step back for the fans, and we want more. So Maple Leafs, have a good offseason. Let's get back at it. The one thing I do want to say is a thank you for an exciting season because it was awesome. I loved watching you play. I love watching you play live, you know, getting some tickets from seatgiant.ca and checking you guys out. And I loved watching you play uh, on TV and at bars with friends and whatever. You are an exciting team. Now grow on that, get better, and let's have one hell of a year next year. We expect a deep run. I'll say that one more time. We expect a deep run. Before we get to your comments, I just want to thank again, as always, Seat giant.ca guys you guys are awesome i can't say enough good things about www.seatgiant.ca their customer service is amazing their ticket prices are amazing they're all in canadian funds they throw out discount codes time to time follow them on instagram at seat giant on twitter at seat giant or on facebook at seat giants they're doing contests and giveaways and engagement and they reach out to their fans they you know they always ask you know make sure people are happy they come out with new products and new tools to make it easier for you to buy tickets on seatgiant.ca and go to the games if for all of your ticketing needs throughout the summer blue jays concerts raptors playoffs i mean you name it 
head over to seatgiant.ca and pay in Canadian funds. Even if you're looking for an NFL game in September in a U.S. city, you can pay in Canadian funds on seatgiant.ca. Fill in all your information at the bottom. Click that you have a promo code and use discount code LEAFS at checkout. So for the last time, we want to thank you, seatgiant.ca. We love you. You guys rock. You guys are awesome. Now, let's read some of your comments on Twitter. We took the Twitter and we said, stop blaming everyone. The season's done. We took a step back as an organization. It's frustrating, yes, but overall, we played great in this series. Our shots didn't go as much as theirs did. Thank you, Maple Leafs, for an entertaining season. And that's exactly what we just said. Now, the last thing we did is we said, hey, your comments may make our show. Our year-end podcast is being filmed on Sunday. What do you want to say, Maple Leaf fans? We want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. So what do you have to say? We have a platform to do it. We want to hear from you, the fans. And obviously, we got a whack load of comments. And we'll read some of them out because some of them are quite good. We heard from at 8 Palsy, And they said, they say they're going to win the cup, but end of the year, they blame everyone. Hashtag crack up. Yeah, we. I mean, sure. Next. Loves WCTH, and that's at Emily W58145 2231 on Twitter. And she says, You boys did well, even though it wasn't the end result you wanted, but you should know that us fans are behind you until next season. And thank you, Emily. We completely agree. It was one hell of an entertaining season. Of course, not the result we wanted. We heard from Kathy McPherson, and that's at Kathy McPherson 3. And she said, Thank you for a great year. Rest up over the summer, summer and come back stronger, stronger. Can't wait. Completely agree with you, Kathy and Emily. Thank you for engaging with Maple Leafs podcast, and we're happy you enjoyed the show, and we're happy you enjoyed the season because we did as well. We heard from Brooke Accolade, and that's at Badly81, and she said, At Maple Leafs had a phenomenal season up to the point when it needed to count. We fell short, but that's not to say we won't be successful next year. We need to trim our fat a little. I could throw a few names out there. Nonetheless, I think we can, and we have a winning team next year. I love it, Brooke. You absolutely nailed it. Completely agree. We heard from Leafs Nation, and that's at Leafs Nation Talk. Thanks for asking the question. We as Leaf fans appreciate your show and the hard work you all put in. I personally think that Trevor Moore can be a big story in Toronto next season. Your thoughts on this? I, I agree. You know, I think he's one of those kind of X factors, and I think a Johansson sort of falls in that in that realm as well. But I think you know, I'm going to go back to, Bro- to you know to Brooks' point. We could trim some fat as well. So, so I'm curious to see where we can fit him in. But you know, at Leafs Nation Talk, thank you very much for the comment. We certainly appreciate it. We do do our best for the fans. And yeah, you know, I think there is a spot on this roster for Trevor Moore. How we trim that fat and where we place him, I think, is going to be very interesting. And we're going to know over the offseason. But um, I certainly agree there is a spot for Trevor Moore on this roster. We heard from Marcus Cooper, and it's at Big Coop Deasy. Ty, Freddie, for being humble enough to seek help in offseason. Paid dividends. Ty, Mitch, thank you, Mitch, for being the best disher. Thank you, Johnny T, for this 47, you magnificent bastard. Thank you, Riley, for your Norris-worthy season. Thank you, Hyman, for being the heart of the team. And thank you, future Captain Matthews. Hey, Marcus, that's a cool comment. Thanks for messaging Maple Leafs Podcast. We certainly appreciate it, and we agree. And, you know, one sort of last thing on our concern list was pick a captain. Pick a guy that's going to get the room excited. And, and I think there's a few very, very good candidates, and I'll let you, f- the fans at home, decide who you think it should be. But going into 2019-2020, every damn team in the NHL has one. Pick a captain. We heard from Suzanne Dinkle, and that's at P. 
PNW Borderite. And she said, this team moves like magic when it comes together. It's an unstoppable force. Leafs Nation just needs to all you to realize, play like it, and always and always to work together. Bring that Stanley Cup home to Toronto. You've always had everything you need. Okay, interesting. And then there's a second part to Suzanne Dinkle's message, and is I love and believe in all of you. I enjoy watching all of you play, especially when you all work together. It is my wish that you keep all the members of this team together. Nazem, I like to see you with the teammates on the ice the entire season and the playoffs. And, you know, let's, let, let's leave the Nazem casualty story sort of to the right, so we won't comment on that. Chad Graham, we heard from Matt Graham, Chad, 89. Babs, better effing play Matthews, Tavares, Marner, the whole power play in a minimum 21 minutes of ice time every game sure you know it sort of ties into our concern of adapting i don't know if you necessarily want to do that because you know let's think about it how can they play a full two minutes and be successful depending on ice time where they have the possession that's sort of a tough one but i get it i understand the you know the the underlying story of that we heard from jeremy smith that's at one two three jeremy smith mike babcock needs to gain the temperance of torts and the need and want to win of torts and the passion he had in detroit otherwise fire him I mean, I, 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 I agree there's some adaptation. We spoke about it earlier in the show to just step up and say, fire the guy is ridiculous. Because if you look at where the organization was two, three years ago, different story than where we are today. So let's, you know, let's give that guy another year. But if this is the same result next year, yes, we have to start pointing fingers. So I agree with you, Jeremy Smith. Word from Robert, and that's at simple 694. This season wasn't the best, but next year, one question. Are you in? We love it, Robert. We love it, buddy. Thanks for messaging in. We heard from Michelle, and that's at AM Marite, and that's thanks for a great year, boys. Win or lose, I love your game, but I love your hearts more. Best of luck next season. You will be missed. Very well said. We heard from M, and that's at Manpreet R19. We did the best we could, and we have a great group of guys that are determined to win. We have to regroup and come back focused on the goal of winning it all. Can't wait for October. Yeah, I think it's fair to say at Manpreet, we all feel the same. Bring back October. We want Leafs hockey. And it's just hard watching playoffs and not being able to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs in it. So I feel your pain. Thank you for the comment. We heard from the big Albowski, and that's at the Al Storm. Tough exit, but the team is built on speed and skill. Just need to balance out the forward group and solidify the D. It's a process. Enjoy it, people. There's another five years minimum of this core. We hope you're right, Al. It's just some of those contracts could make or break that, but thank you for messaging in. We heard from Judith Norris, and that's at Judith Norris 14. You worked hard this season and did your best. You all deserve a rest. Enjoy your summer. See you next year. We heard from Britt Buck, and that's at Buck Britt on Twitter. Why do you hate me? All I've done is love you. Forgive you when you've hurt me, and you've hurt me again. In all seriousness, that was a heartbreaking way to end the season. Leafs need to get mentally tough and be more physical during the season. Britt Buck at Buck Britt. We get it. We feel you. We got the shivers just reading that. But thank you very much for messaging in. That's a great message. We heard from Don Venturelli. And that's at Don Venturelli. I love this team. Whether winning, losing, whatever. All they have to do is just play with their heart and then kick some ass. If you think this team is finished, you're very wrong. They are young. Have a lot to learn. Learn they will do. Have a great summer, team. We heard from at Ian. You rock. And that's at the Grape Ape. You rock. Thanks, buddy. So do you. We heard from Serena. And that's at True Serena. We got Marner, Maddie, Tavares, Kadri, Marlo, Moore. There's Freddie, Cappy, Muzz, and Nylander, Brown to score. Our season ended quickly, but do not freight. Our boys will be back in October with our best season yet. Hey, we love it. Thank you, Serena. And that's at the True Serena. 
We heard from at Bleed Blue Rob, and he said gold. And we heard from Ricky Lay Trezider, and that's at two Mama Bear. They'll have to carry my casket if they don't win before I die. That's their notice. Ricky, you and me both. <laughs> we heard from 1984 equals 1776, and that's at Canadian 777. Success comes when hard work and opportunity collide. I guess the hard work part was missing. How do Leafs improve their team, effort, and work ethic, especially when it comes to the playoffs? And is it time to move certain players? They are obviously throwing the team off. Hey, we'll learn in the offseason. I'm not going to comment. We spoke about that throughout the show. We heard, last but not least, from Leo Dowling. Don't just panic. They are a young bunch yet. And we agree this is a process. And to summarize episode number 29 of Maple Leafs Caught Podcast, thank you, SeatGiant.ca. Thank you, fans. Thank you for your engagement. Thank you for your loyalty to the podcast. Thank you for giving us a chance to speak your voice and talk about what you want to say about Maple Leafs hockey. We will be back next year. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. We love you, Toronto Maple Leafs. This playoffs is tough. The result was tough. The year was phenomenal. The entertainment was great. We wish you guys the best of luck in the summers with your families and friends and have some fun. But the year 2019-2020, we want the cup. And I hope there's a hashtag for Maple Leafs hockey in 19 and 20, and that's we want the cup. So, Eli Justin here, your host of Maple Leafs Podcast. For the last time of this NHL season, thank you, fans. We'll see you next year. And as always, if you don't like our podcast, find another damn podcast.